welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my Saints and Sinners studio right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I am welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. We're going to get right on into it this week. There's no music this week. It's a great, great conversation with an artist that I recently discovered. Her name is Sari Shore. She has quite the backstory, and her music is just infectious. That voice, man, and to, to hear all about that and just to kind of hear her take on, on, on things, she's just dropping knowledge left and right. And, uh, man, I love this conversation so much. She's a brand-new friend, and, man, I just thank the world of her. So I'm sure for those of you that do not know who she is, just sit back and enjoy this conversation Find out more about her because I think that afterwards you're going to find her music and you're going to really enjoy it. And for those of you that do know her, man, consider yourselves lucky because I'm just happy that I recently discovered her and I'm really glad that she's had some, uh, some of the old faithful, if you will. So that's about it. Let's go ahead and get on into this. It's the Ken Valdez Approach with my special guest, Sari Shore. Yeah. Hi. Hey there. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are yeah. you, Ken? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. This is good to see you. And yeah, usually, you know, I'll, I'll let Sarah tell you about this a uh, little bit, but usually we do the whole, you know, going back and forth musically and, and chit-chatting and stuff. But Sari lives in a in a place where she got to keep quiet, and that voice of hers is very, very, very loud. So we got to, and it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And we're going to get right on into that because, like, yeah, you're a singer. And if anybody has ever heard you, you belt. You, you, you can blow. And it is, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. Thank you. I do have a few neighbors here in Brooklyn, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So are you, are you a Brooklyn girl? Are you a New Yorker full on? Or? Yeah, I was born in Queens in Fresh Meadows. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah. Very cool. So what kind of led you down this road? Because I guess, ultimately, before we even <laughs> like go there, you're, you're classically trained. You're operatic. Is that right? I am. Um, I, you know, I was really lucky. I found a fabulous Juilliard teacher really wow. early on. Yeah, sure. and I, you know, I just wanted to... To learn technique, you know, learn how to really operate my voice. Mm-hmm. And that has really served me because, you know, I I honestly can do like seven seven shows a week for, for months and not have a problem. Right. Except my feet hurt. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the shoes. And I get hungry. <laughs> That's, other than that, I could go on forever. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Gloria. Oh, my gosh. I owe it all to her. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, tell me, I want to know more about you. I mean, mm. so just, uh, you know. I'm going to make it all up, you know. This, you do it, and <laughs> I, I'd probably be none the wiser. Um, but, yeah, I want to know more about you because I, I got turned on to you uh, through mutual friends. Uh, gosh, if I'm trying to think. Like Tommy Baldwin, I think, is one of uh, uh, somebody that, that told me about you once. And, and uh, man, when I heard you, I was like, goodness gracious. She Tommy, I, I think I owe you 50 bucks. There we go. It's like, man, she can sing, and she's got <laughs> some songs. And, you know, it seems to me that you have a very, very strong following out in Europe. And, you know, I, I was telling you before we got on here that I've been really digging into your catalog. But today in particular, I kind of went into the, 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 the live uh, record that you had done. And you have this band that's just this machine, and then you got this voice that's just driving this machine. So I want to know, I want to know everything. I want to know mm. everything, true or untrue. Wow. And, wow. you know, you tell me, where did it all start for you? I'm, I'm, having, I'm having these flashbacks right now. I've just <laughs> gone through, like, 40 years of a career already with all these different images. I think I have to go lie down. Yeah. But, you know, it... <laughs> Where did it start? You know, I have to I have to give credit or blame to my mother who loved music and started playing piano before I was born. So the story is I was singing before I could even walk. Sure. 
Yeah, and she said <laughs> about like 19 months I was sitting next to her and playing piano with her. Now, you know, this, this is obviously a mother with unconditional love because there's no way I was actually playing piano. I was banging the hell out of the piano. Right, right. <laughs> but a loving mother will will frame it differently. But uh, she was, you know, and my father loved, loved music too. He used to drive. He was an Air Force fighter pilot. And in the car, he would drive with his knees conducting the music on the radio. My mother was a fashion model. And, you know, they were just really, you know, creative, fun-spirited people. My grandparents were also musicians. My grandfather played the saxophone. My grandmother, Bertha, always wanted to be a singer. And I sort of followed in her footsteps. She wasn't able to pursue her dream. So I I feel like she is definitely walking alongside me through this journey. And, you know, it was just, you know, a lot of years just doing what I love without recognition, but it's okay when you're doing something you love. Right. You know, and it was always a, it's a fine line between pursuing art for the sake of art and ambition. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that for a long time. And, you know, learned by working with great musicians who were much more accomplished than myself, who never achieved the kind of recognition that, I felt they deserved, but seeing them give it all every time they got up in front of an audience and, you know, having this respect for the music and for the craft and for the audience who's there to hear you, you know, that made such a huge impression on me. And, you know, I was really grateful to be able to just do what I did, even, you know, if it was, you know, on a smaller scale. Sure. But I have to say, it's a lot more fun <laughs> being successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes life a lot easier. That's the thing. That's Absolutely. it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you, I guess, just like, how did you transition from, from doing this okay. New York thing and, 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 and getting into Europe? So I will tell you a secret. I, I had been... Um, I had actually been spending a lot of time in Paris, and I was asked to produce an Amnesty International project, um, and it was really it was fantastic. It was very exciting, and uh, the only problem was I had to come back to New York to produce Carly Simon. Now, wow, I know. Doesn't that sound impressive? <laughs> but producing Carly Simon means you hit the record button. And she does it in one take. And you say, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> right. I did nothing. <laughs> but it was fantastic. And uh, I just adore her. Real, I love her. I want to do, Carly, I want to do something with you. There you we go. We talked about it, and we're, we're going to do something. Carly is an avid watcher and, and listener mm-hmm. to this podcast and this, and this, this live stream. So. You're so vain. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so um, I came back to New York, and the timing was just amazing. I, I was asked to do a uh, Rory Gallagher tribute. Oh, wow. Which cool. was, yeah, it was a real honor because I'm not a guitar player, and I was the only non-guitar player and the only <laughs> female artist on the bill. Right. So, um, you know, but the producer who was organizing it really wanted me on the show. And uh, Joe Lewis Walker was on that show. Goodness gracious. And that's how we met. And then I was back in Paris, and I got a phone call from Joe saying, I need you to get your ass back to New York because I want you in the band. Oh, I was like, wow. I, I think you have the wrong number. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, really, it was really him. And, he, and I said, okay. And uh, came back and had a fantastic run with Joe. It was just, um, just about a year maybe exactly a year. Sure. And um, met all these great musicians, you know, as I was uh, touring all all around the world with Joe. And um, the International Blues Challenge in Memphis came up. Sure. And a lot of my friends were going down to compete. And I had the time open, and I thought, I'm going to go, you know, just to lend my support. And uh, I'm not going to mention names, because I'm taking the high road here. (laughs) But... There was someone who was 
trying to act as a manager. And he told me, do not go to Memphis. Do not go, you know, to uh, the 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 uh, Blues Challenge because you're a nobody. And until you're a somebody, you're a nobody. You don't belong going there. And, what? Yeah, and, and you know what the problem was? I agreed with him. I said, you, oh, you, no, you, you're right. Oh, no, And I mean, you, but you were just out with Joe Louis Walker. And, and you... You know the Carly Simon thing. You're like rubbing, no. rubbing elbows, man. With you know, with legends. So, I mean, I'm not as smart as I look. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to answer that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't say it works. But the next morning, <laughs> the, the next morning, I woke up, and I was like, "Damn, that that doesn't feel right." And oh. I want to be a part of the community. It's not about being someone. Everyone is someone. Right. And it's just about supporting people who share your love of blues and and get your ass out there. And right. I did. I Good. did. I got on a plane the next day. And he also said, you can't, you know, everything is booked up a year in advance, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I, I went out there. I didn't have a hotel, but I went into, you know, the main hotel, which is the Sheraton there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's always cancellations. People get sick, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I got a room. No problem. And because I went out there, I was asked to sing at the Daisy Theater. It was not planned. John Del Toro Richardson asked me to sing with him. Yeah, he's, he's a good one, too. And it was just one of those magical moments. You know, everything just worked right. The band was great. The stage was great. The sound was great. And um, Mike Vernon... Mike Vernon, the legendary British blues producer, right. happened to be there. For those of you guys that don't know Mike Vernon, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I mean, like that name just alone should should drop people. So, because I mean, you know, it's 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 Clapton, it's Bowie, it's John Mayall, it's I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. This guy is like, he's he's a heavy, right? Yeah, he's that guy. He's that, that guy. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! So Mike Vernon, Mike Daisy Vernon, thing, you're singing. And I'll tell you, a really, really weird coincidence. I had actually met him a few hours before that very day. They were giving out awards to um, the producer of the year, agent of the year, record sure. company of the year, and Mike was being honored. And um, I didn't even know about this award ceremony, but I ran into a friend who said, hey, I'm on my way to the, the ceremony. You're coming? And I was like, I didn't know about it. But the ticket was really expensive. I mean, the ticket was going to blow my meal budget for the next two sure. days. Right, right. But I decided to go for it. Yeah. I decided because he, he said to me, you know, this is an award for people behind the scenes. And it's great to support them, not just the you know, artists out front. Absolutely. And I, I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm going. I bought a ticket. And every single person who spoke, now I'm I'm now sitting there. I'm on my own. I've just um, officially ended my relationship with this sort of manager. And I, I have no gigs. I have nothing. I'm not working with Joe anymore. And I'm, like, in a state of limbo and uncertainty and insecurity and desperation but i'm trying to be cool and i'm sitting in there and i'm and everyone who gets up to accept an award i'm thinking that's the person i gotta talk to and then the next one no 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 that that guy right (laughs) and then mike vernon gets up and he says I'm retired, I'm living in Spain now, and he talks about, you know, this beautiful story about his career and how he just lost his wife, and it was so touching, and I just felt, that's the guy I want to meet, even though that's the only guy, (laughs) except in an award today, that can do absolutely nothing for your career, (laughs) but it just also felt genuine, it's right. like I, I didn't have to give them a compliment and be duplicitous, like, oh, congratulations, and by the way. <laughs> so it just was perfect. So afterwards, you know, everyone was crowded around him, and 
I, I didn't want to hover, so I squeezed past everyone, and I just said, I, hey, I just wanted to say congratulations. And as he was saying, who are you? I turned around and I walked out, and that was it. And I sort of, I felt okay. I, I did the right thing. I didn't, you know, monopolize sure. the moment. I said what I had to say, and that was it. And later that night, you know, who knew? And um, the next day, later in the day, he said, "We f- he found me in in." I don't know, listening to music in one of the venues. He's sure. like, I've been looking everywhere for you. <laughs> wow. And why didn't you tell me you were performing? And da, 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 and <laughs> right, right. And then the questions. So do you write? What do you write? Can I hear? What are you doing? Who's producing you? Da, da, da. And, and he said, look, is anyone making a record with you right now? And uh, it didn't take me long to answer. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one I can think of? No, let me, wait right. a minute. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. And he said, okay, let me hear your stuff, and we'll take it from there. But if it's as good as I think it might be, I will come out of retirement and produce a record for you. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's great. I know. And there I am, the, you know, the nobody until you're somebody. Oh, my God. And... Uh, yeah, he was serious. You know, I've, I've had record deals before. And I've had major management deals, you know. Right, right. And some somehow things generally don't end up the way you expect them to. You have to be prepared for all kinds of surprises. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, the so, old, like, Hunter S. Thompson quote that everybody sees about the music business is, I mean, that it, it just fits right there. Yeah, absolutely, and and the and the biz in and of itself, it's just, it's a place where you kind of gotta expect the unexpected, because more than likely that's what's gonna happen anyway. That you know? is. Yeah. And you don't raise your expectations because you don't want to be disappointed. Exactly. You know, so you try, try to be cool. So I get back to New York, and I'm, I'm wondering if I'm gonna get you know the email follow up, and sure enough. Mike is so reliable. Everything he says he's going to do, he does. And I send him, I send him songs. Now that was really hard. It's like, how do you choose? Like I had hundreds of songs. How do I choose my, my, my career is on the line here. Um, but you know, I just, I sent over three songs and then he loved them and he wanted more. And then he set up a session right away. He said, you got to come to Spain. I've got a band already put together for you. Wow. So he's just working fast. He's uh-huh. just like, just get out of here. But then then I nearly had a heart attack because the first session was at Mike's villa. Gorgeous, gorgeous villa. Uh, in in the mountains, you know, surrounded by acres of olive trees and it's just like the mo- you feel like you've died and gone to heaven. It's like a place I could write an album every day if I was oh, spent my life there. And we sit down at the table with his guitar player, and he passes over a blank white piece of paper and a pen, and is like, "Okay, let's start to write something." And I'm, I'm realizing it's it's not exactly an audition, but he wants to see sure. you know, my process and everything. Absolutely. But what I what I haven't told him is that although I hear melodies, I hear them all the time. I hear them now. Do you, do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, that, I'm that guy as well. So you ask me that, <laughs> chances are I'm going to be like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but the lyrics, that's yeah, another thing. That's another thing. I really, like, I can spend a day writing a word, you know? I spend more time erasing lyrics, crossing them out, throwing them out, than actually achieving anything when I'm writing lyrics. And well, you also use the word dupli- du- du- duplicitous. Yeah, that that Just word. Just a little bit ago, that word. I'll only use it once. <laughs> I wish more people use that word. Go figure. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. So, oh, I was in a panic. I, I really was in a panic, and you know, I was I was sweating even more than I am now because I have this light light on me because it's dark here in Brooklyn, and although I prefer to do my interviews in the dark. 
And as I told you before, I normally only go out at night. Right, right, right. <laughs> I figured, you know, I wanted to be professional for yeah, you. Yeah, sorry, you killed me. It's, it's hot. <laughs> um, you're making me so hot, Ken. I, I have that effect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yes. Uh, so yeah. I'm at the table sweating. Okay. My heart is pounding. That's kind of what I thought. And I look at the shelf, and there's a picture of Mike's beautiful late wife, Natalie. Oh, my gosh. And an entire lyric comes into my head, a song called Letting Go that's on the debut album. Mm -hmm. And that has never happened to me before. I have never had a completely formed lyric or completely formed anything come into my head besides chaos. But this song, just it was such a gift, and I wrote it down. And sang, I heard the melody, and I was even able to tell the guitar player, you know, what, what chord changes I was hearing. And that was the first song. And then after that, we wrote, we wrote two more. And uh, the, the second song, Cat and Mouse, I was really struggling with the final hook, and I couldn't get it. But all the other lyrics are really good. But luckily, the drive from where Mike's villa was to the recording studio in Sevilla was about two hours. So I had two hours in the car to finish the lyric. And I think as we were pulling up to the recording studio, and it. I was praying for traffic. <laughs> and I finished it. I got the lyric just as we hit the studio. Wow. And went in and met everyone. Hola, como esta? Me gusta conocerle. Vámonos, jugar. And yeah, I was like, now, oh, now, shit. Now you're, making, now you're making me homesick. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. We can speak Spanish. Oh, uh, muy poquito. Así es. Pero algunas veces yo necesito practicar. Por favor, ayúdame. Oh. <laughs> Wait till you hear me do Chinese. <laughs> it's... Unbelievable. I don't I, have my Chinese sexy voice yet. I'm still working on that. <laughs> oh my but God. I, I, I was in China, so I thought, with all due respect to the Chinese audiences who were brave enough to come out to see me, I would learn a classic Chinese song called Sujiga, which I did learn. Really? I sing every night. And you're going to want me to sing that right now, aren't you? But I won't. I can't because you wouldn't understand the lyrics because it's 20 Dalai Luma Chuan Da Guyan Chuan Sha Chu Yo Amya Guyan Yang Wo Chiba Da Du Yohanya Guyan That's it. And everyone in China is applauding right now. There we go. Yes, because they're all watching this and they're they're, they're tuning in right now. It's it's really it's a beautiful song about. That was gorgeous. That was absolutely gorgeous. A girl is sitting at a window and she's sewing and she's looking out for her lover who is far out at sea somewhere and she doesn't know if he's coming back, and I don't think he comes back. I mean that's my interpretation. Sure. And she's just sewing and 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 and, and yeah, and what I didn't know is. Because I chose to do this song, the promoter decided, even without telling me, to hire a Chinese beautiful dance troupe. (laughs) And there were 30 gorgeous girls performing this, you know, really elegant, ornate dance all around me. And no one thought to tell me about it, though. (laughs) Interesting. It's the same thing with the moving stages. They have these big, giant stages that move and fog they love fog and you never know when the end of the stage is <laughs> oh man and i'm one of those guys it's just i'm not i'm not about the fog not a, no yeah no oh <laughs> just murder like on the sinuses and just like trying to sing in that and there's and there's those folks that are like no 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 these ones are okay you can you can totally breathe and it's it, it doesn't <laughs> no right. no it's still bad I can't it's do bad. it. I get choked. I, I, I totally try and sing, and I'm trying to push some air, and it's just like, it ain't happening. It ain't I know. Happening. We've had discussions with photographers who were like, but please, a little bit of fog just makes the photos look so much better. <laughs> God. So you, okay, so you're like going to China. You're recording in this villa with a legend. 
Yeah. You know, and and I mean, but God, like, I've done it all. You're well. You're, you're <laughs> apparently. I mean, no, I'm I'm so serious. So for those of you that are tuning in, checking this out, listening on the podcast, you know, which will be up after we're done here. Um, how do I put this? I'm I'm floored because I'm getting to know. Sorry, I I we we've never met. I became a fan of her music, and you know we corresponded through uh, the the magic of technology. <laughs> you see, tech technology, and uh, yeah, Instagram, probably to be exact. But man, I'm I'm floored. That's such a beautiful thing too about mm-hmm. this day and age in, in in the biz, and maybe for lockdown too. But like just in the biz in general, where you know people that you admire mm-hmm. are actually somewhat approachable you know you can you can message you know your, your your heroes your your favorites and stuff like that and that's that's how i did it with 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 sorry and the thing is i'm blown away because the more i keep hearing you know not just her music but this story i i want to know more you know like you have done a lot You've done a lot, like uh, you know. So you know, from from growing up, you knew what you wanted to do, essentially, right? You were singing, and you you get the the legends, and, and you're doing all that. But you you seem to have broken Europe, hmm. of all places. How did that work out? When when Mike and I finished the record, he. He had a, a very clear idea where he thought the best home for it would be, and mm-hmm. that was with Manhattan Records. Ironically, they are in the UK. And he chose Manhattan Records because he had worked with the label owner, Alan Robinson. They had a, a label together called Code Blue. That was after um, Mike founded Hori- Blue Horizon. Sure. And they had a lot of success together, and they... They have a great relationship, and Mike said, you know, Alan is someone you can trust. He's got great ears. He believes, you know, uh, strongly in the artists that he works with, but he's he's very particular, and he's not going to make, a, even if he loves the album, he's not going to make a quick decision. So, you know, understand it's, it's going to take some time. Right. He'll want to come and meet me. He'll want to come and see us play live, which he did. And he, he came to the studio. Um, we were doing overdubs in England with Ollie Brown, who's a tremendous guitar player. Yes. Lo- Ollie was only supposed to play on um, one or two tracks, but we literally kidnapped him. We said, you, you were, you're not going. We, we spun him around. <laughs> he couldn't find the door. <laughs> he there just said, sit down, play, keep playing. <laughs> yes. So he, 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 we were really lucky to have him on the album. And... Um, remember that Alan came in and it was just like immediately he didn't have that you know I'm the record executive vibe thing happening which is you you know he was there was no he wasn't pretentious he was really focused on the music you know the questions he asked were thoughtful and you know right away I got this great feeling and I had made up my mind that I, I would sign with him. And I'm not sure when he decided, um, but it it wasn't too much time, you know, after we first met and he saw me play that he said, yeah, I'm excited about this. And, um, you know, I, I I was really impressed with the work he did with Eric Bibb. Um, he also God, has great Robin Trower on, on his label for for the UK. So, uh, who? Yeah. Who? Robin Hick. Man. And, and can you believe we, we were so lucky to um, open for Robin? And because of COVID, we, you know, that that tour was, was canceled. But we are hoping, we still have something on the books with Robin for this fall. And we're hoping that it's going to happen. Man, so. uh, have you, have you uh, performed with him at all or, or opened for him at all? In the past? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
He's a good yeah. one, man. Yeah, we we did a, an amazing theater with him, and you know I'm I'm in awe of that guy. You know he's 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 still going. He still sounds amazing. Oh, you know he's yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, he's a god. Yeah, I, yeah. You know our our show with him was was several years back, but it, it still left such a mark with me. You know just his operation and and the venue and just how he controlled his instrument i'm you know as you know i'm a guitar player so i'm just i'm just in awe of that man that guy just says so much with so little you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's not about all the crazy effects and it's not all about yeah. you know it's just him and a guitar and every yeah. once in a while throwing on a little you know univibe or something but man it's just it's just a him and it sounds yeah. so good so yeah that's great i think what people don't realizes how disciplined he is like to see him backstage he's really focused before he goes on stage you know it's very it's very serious and you don't talk to him you know before a show um and he he works hard when he's on tour he's practicing every day in fact a big huge show came up i mean this this is between us sorry right and, and China, who's watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the Chinese audience and, that, that we have. And it wasn't, you know, I imagine for a small amount of money, but it was well after the tour was over, and it, and he turned it down because he said he, he's, you know, would not be in that routine of practicing every day and preparing for a show. So he really he gives his fans everything. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's, what, 75 maybe? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I right mean, around, like, right around there. We can, you know, can Google it up. But, I mean, regardless, it's like for a guy who's 75 who still has that work ethic, yeah. that's an amazing thing. I mean, the, we work with the same tour managers in the past, and Al would bring... Robin's guitars into the hotel room, you know, oh so God. he could practice. Oh that, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. How did you discover your style? Well, I guess both vocally and musically. That's a good question. To be honest, I think it was more a question of self actualization understanding who I was because my vo- I was given this instrument and it came with a big range I have over five octaves and oh it has gosh. a lot of power to it Wow! but because some things came very easy for me that present challenges for a lot of other singers I I took it for granted and I felt to pursue something artistically it has to be hard. You gotta struggle. <laughs> and I I had decided that I, you know, I started out singing singing rock and then decided I wanna be a jazz singer because I was really far away from where I was vocally and where I was naturally. And thought, you know, I wanna refine my voice and and get away from the big brush strokes and do the subtle nuanced things. Sure. The, wow. You know, and I, I want to be Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday. And I really tried. And I, I studied those vocalists. I, I would sleep listening. I, I'd have a CD player next to me in bed with headphones, and I'd fall asleep listening to them singing so that it would penetrate my subconscious so that I could sound exactly like Sarah Vaughan <laughs> and it didn't work it just didn't work and I would do recording sessions with jazz bands you know because I was I was good enough to get the gigs and good enough to be offered sessions but not good enough to really succeed the way I wanted to and in the recording studio I I I literally would lay down on my back and sing with the mic in my hand just to try to diminish the the volume of my voice. Wow. Yeah, and then it was like, 
as as you get older and you start start to accept who you are, and then you you know, and then I I, I had actually started feeling guilty about pursuing music when there were so many problems in the world and why aren't I doing things that are much more outwardly focused I'm you know working on my career all the time and I got into humanitarian work and now I'm I'm off in India and then I'm off in Haiti after the earthquake and I'm there 100% committed to making a difference changing the world and it's not happening the problems are so big they require so much more than my dream to fix them Right. And I left disillusioned and broken. And it was right at this time I came back and I was doing a gig. And a woman came up to me and asked me, what am I doing? What are you doing with the gift you've been given? And it was like accusatory. And she really caught me off guard and... Um, I didn't, ha- I, I didn't have a good answer for her. And she said, well, it is a crime to take, a, take for granted something so precious as a gift. And we're all given gifts. And for you not to embrace the gift is a loss for all those people who are supposed to enjoy that gift. And for the first time, I started to think about, well, maybe through music is the way for me to create something positive. And maybe if I can become successful enough where I have a big enough platform, then I'll be in a better position just to initiate change. And yeah, at least raise consciousness, right, you know? Right? right? Yeah. Awareness. So it shifted my focus. This and I wish I could thank her. I, she really, it really made such a huge impression. I mean, she was just the way she just knew exactly what I needed to hear at that exact moment. It's amazing when that happens. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was that was really a gift, and I took it seriously. And after that, I thought, okay, there is a reason, and you know, nothing. Nothing happens by accident. No. Right? It's just, you know, I don't... There's too many things, you know, in all of our lives, you know, that are signs all the time that there is something much, much bigger than ourselves. And it's just so arrogant for me to think, you know, that I I should know everything. (laughs) So... It was really humbling, and now I'm grateful. You know, I really, every time I get on stage, I really, it's, touring is very easy for me. Performing is easy because it's not about me. When I get up on the stage, it is really about the audience, and I am the vehicle. I am the storyteller, and I am there to deliver a message and allow an audience to share in an emotion that might not be quite, as accessible to them without having this this song help lead them to a place of understanding and recognition. I mean that that's the beautiful thing about music. Like we hear we hear a great song that touches us like, yeah, uh, that's exactly how I feel. I just I didn't know how to express that. And it, it just connects us. And that's you know, that's my job. It's it's my job just connecting people with their higher self and 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 the fact that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience absolutely but i mean here's the beautiful thing too if i if i were to even break it down further right or just just simplify it and ultimately the way that i would be looking at it is just you know there's like you were saying there's so much going on in the world and there's so many problems and it's so hard to fix all of these problems, right? And the thing is, is more often than not, we're all pretty aware of, of what's going on. And I've always kind of approached the music thing somewhat like that, but maybe on a more simplistic level because Mr. Simpleton over here, right? But no, it's just, 
when you have so much going on in this world, even mm. in this country, in this state right now, we're dealing with this trial that is just unbelievable, unbelievable. You have all of this, this, this stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet, here are these people that are gathering to go catch some music and just forget about life for just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I tend to look at that as there's my responsibility. Okay, like I am honored and, and happy and thrilled that I am able to make my living doing what I love. Mm. And these people have, have paid their good money to come and see me or, you know, whatever. I'm going to do what I can to just let them, like, they've been going through the same stuff that we go through. We're lucky because we get, we enjoy what we do, right? Yeah. We enjoy what we do. But man, man, I'll tell you right now, just to know that you're giving just a little bit of love out there <laughs> to that crowd and letting them just, it's all right for a little bit, man. Yeah. It's not about it's not about the problems, even mm -hmm. just like the, the real heavy stuff. The, the 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 like you know again we're dealing with this trial right now, so the racism, the politics, beliefs, this that the other color whatever it doesn't matter. Just for that minute, everybody's just having a good time, and they're there because music is that powerful. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's what that's what does it for me. And it's awesome to hear the way that you described it for you because it's just it's just this um I don't know. It it it, it definitely it's 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 it it's all the same, but you, you the way you just said it was so much more. It's like yes, yes, absolutely. But I, I can hear the way you play that you approach your instrument with so much generosity i mean it's all it's all about giving you know there there are there are a lot of musicians who hmm, this is this is gonna uh, i'm gonna piss some people off but do it okay do it they 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 can play their asses off right uh -huh. Uh -huh. but they're selfish they're selfish. They're you, you know they're playing for themselves, and they right. they don't care about the audience, and they, you know, it, they're there. They want the audience is there to serve them. The audience is there to serve their ego. And okay, let's face it, it's really it's always a struggle to keep your ego out of it because it does feel good. Oh, absolutely. You know, when people respond, but you know, when you approach it, like I can hear it in your playing, with such an open heart and such love for what you're doing it doesn't become about you anymore i'm just you know? trying not to mess up right <laughs> <laughs> see it's funny it's like that is exactly what the greatest artists say right they're the most humble and it's funny the people i've met you know like robin ford and um billy gibbons these guys they are so humble right and they are right they're because they're not using music to prove something. You know, that's the thing. They're not using their talent to prove how good they are. No. They know they're talented. They, they have that. They own that. They're using their talent in a really generous way. And I can hear it. And you know what? The audience can, can hear it, too. I, God, I, I hope so. Because, I mean, it, that's, that's the... That's the power, right? Well, you've got that. Oh, oh don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't stop. <laughs> well, I've been listening. You know, I've been listening to, to your albums. <laughs> no, no. no I, I just... I started yeah. at the beginning. I started with approach. That's amazing, man. Yeah, that's that, uh, that album freaks me out because that's, uh, that's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Look how it holds up, though. Oh, right? I, I don't even know how it holds up. Because it's good. Ah, oh, shucks, man. Because yeah, it's Yeah, I appreciate good. that. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can say the same thing about you, you know? I, I'm just, I'm amazed at what you do. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's real. It's, it's... 
Well, it comes, you know, it's, it comes from life experience. Right. Too. And, you know, it's great to be young. Oh, if we could only stay young forever. Right? Wouldn't that be so wonderful? Incredible. But, you know, it's everything we do, it, you know, not, not just as artists, but how we are as human beings, how we deal with our problems, deal with problems with other people, all of this stuff just gets better as we get older because we get better at all these things oh, because of life experience get, yeah it's experience and understanding right yeah. so let's let's go here yeah. then okay mm-hmm. you have had a wonderful career and you know for i i still think that you're you're just you're still going I, yeah, hopefully gonna, just getting started yeah it's kind of the deal right <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm i'm hoping too you know but you take a look at a lot of the, the, the newer acts coming up and, and you know, newer, uh, just just the youngsters, you know, what mm-hmm. they're listening to, what they're playing, what they're writing, so on and so forth. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you, what's your take on, on you know, modern music mm. and, and those making it? You know, I think they have it so much harder than I did. I... I I feel sorry for them. I really do because there is there is so much pressure on the personality of the artist because of social media. You know, they right. have to have a presence on well, not for them on Facebook, but Instagram and TikTok, TikTok and yeah. and Snapchat and and all these other new formats that are coming up every day and it's creating reels and creating mini videos and created and it just doesn't stop. And when there's that much focus on, you know, how you're looking and how you're dancing and, and what you're singing and, 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 and all this, it is such a distraction to the art, you know? Right. Is, no one has time to really focus. I mean, a few, a few artists do, but to, strip away all of that distraction and get down to what really counts, what really right? matters. Yes. You know? Yes. And then you hear, you know, these artists in their teens or their twenties crying. I've been doing this my whole life. I just, you know, want to be famous and successful. And it's I've, your whole life. You haven't even had a life yet. Right, right. <laughs> your life hasn't begun if you're lucky. If you're lucky. I had a negative COVID test yesterday, so I'm just getting started. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I got my first vaccine this weekend, so Yay! watch out, world. It's, I'm it's, going tomorrow for my second one. Boom! See how this is working out? Yeah. We're going to be collaborating for sure, man. I'm going to go yeah. spend some time with you. You're too much fun. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I guess looking at this at the biz the way that it is right now, right? Yeah. I also find it fascinating that, and, and you know, this is this is a whole thing that we can talk about forever, too. But since, you know, this is a conversation that we're having yeah. at this point, I've kind of found that a lot of young artists right now aren't necessarily focusing on the craft or, or like, picking up a guitar, you know, or learning an instrument. Like, yeah. a lot of it is just laid out in technology and it's amazing how they manipulate technology and how mm-hmm. they how they work that that in and of itself is 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 a talent and i'm not gonna like i can't do that i don't know how they're doing it but that's what they're doing but i also feel that it takes away so much you know like it's instant gratification i can't yeah this is what our, our society has become this is what our artists have become it's just yeah. i need that gratification Instantly, you know, yep. nanoseconds of, of uh, you know, with, with like an attention span, right? And it's like, well, I don't know how to play a guitar. I don't know if I want to learn a guitar. That's not going to get me from point A to point B any faster. But then there's like, you know, artists like us who, who you know, are we old school? God, that's, cr- mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what we, what we are. What are we? We we're lucky that once again we are lucky um not the luckiest i think the musicians that really came through the 60s had it even better than us i'm gonna go with the 70s right 70s yeah 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 that's i i would say yeah 
maybe to the mid mid late like 70s. Er, early to early to yeah. mid seventies, yeah. I mean, because in my opinion, that's when yeah. rock and roll changed. Everything yeah. was like all all bets were off. But you know, we we have failed our our younger generation by cutting music programs from schools. How do we expect kids, you know, to be inspired to pick up a guitar? Right. You know, and to learn the the craft and to understand what patience and discipline it takes. Because you can, you can get everything on your phone and you can, you know, you've got every, you know, beat you want in the world you can sample or you can create right. your own beats. Nothing. I have an app that'll do it in two seconds. But not doing your homework is is what is such a great loss to so many of these musicians. I'm not even going to call them artists because they may never grow into artists because they haven't they haven't done their homework and it's not their fault because we failed them by not exposing them to the proper education. You know, but at some point, you know, we all have to take responsibility too. We have, you know, what I tell young artists all the time is do your homework, find an artist that you like, find a singer, a guitar player, yes. find out who their influences were yes. and study that, that guitar go, player. Go then back go in back. time. Go yes. Back. Go yes. Back. God. Right? Yeah. Cause then once you know, once you got the foundation and you've done your homework, then it's a springboard and you can go so much further with it, knowing what's come before. You know, it's just, you know, it, it, you have to have that foundation to, to be, you know, the greatest artist you can be. And, it, and it's any kind of art. You know, Picasso studied, you know, classical art, you know, before he did the abstract work he did. Writers, right. it goes the same for everybody, but right. you gotta. Uh, but you know, we live in that world of you know, instant gratification. And right. I was feeling it today when I was um, practicing piano, and thinking, "Wow, this is wow! It's taken a long time. I really need to get on to you know some business." But that that was a great thing about living in Paris. You never felt that time pressure that you feel in New York to get things done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And that, but I mean, that's another part of the biz right now, too, is, I mean, it's it's a beautiful time in the business because as the artists have won, in a sense, have control, can do, there's, there's you know, we, we've talked about this on, on this show several times about the inundation of, 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 of artists. Like, there's so many that you have to weed through until you find those, those diamonds in the rough, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's... And then you know, there's there's no more record deals, necessarily. Mm -hmm. There's you know, you're 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 fighting for you know, streams, which you know you're making you know percentages of a penny mm -hmm. per stream, and some people don't get it, but it's all instant gratification. So it's like this weird double-edged sword where it's like, all right, I can I can listen to your records, which I've done. You know, throughout the last week in particular, but just like I've been doing this since I since I heard you, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm listening to her. But man, gearing up for this conversation, I'm listening, and, and it's right there at the, at the in, in the palm of my hand. I can pull it up immediately. That's cool. But if you're the artist that's making that 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 music, and it's like, you know. You gotta find. This is what we do for a living, yeah. you know. And sometimes that's really difficult when when people don't realize, you know. Hey, yeah. Back in the day, you guys used to pay twenty bucks for a CD, you know. And now it's like, it's just trying to find our way in this business. Is is uh, yeah, everything's changing? Everything um, changing. It's, that's why I'll be touring until I'm one hundred and twenty. That's that, I'm, uh, that's you know? my plan. <laughs> That I wrote that I, out yesterday. 120. Uh, I'm playing uh, New Jersey. <laughs> I'll do. I'll open for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll open for you. Are you kidding? I, I had yeah. a serious conversation with my record label about Spotify, and I said, you know what? It's it's the necessary evil, but I, I'd like to take a different approach, and I would like not to release anything on Spotify. But the the label's not in a position to to do that because 
you know, the, there's distributors and there is right. you know a whole network and and the truth is it it helps drive ticket sales. People discover us on Spotify and they come to shows. Yes, yes, so. yes. Well, I mean, the other thing too is I mean that's how I was able to listen to you. Yeah. And at this point in time, and this is the way that I hope that all of you guys are checking this out, are approaching this as well. If you go listen to Sari's music on on Spotify, or if you listen to my music on Spotify, if you listen to anybody's music on Spotify, and you really, and it's not just Spotify, whatever platform, right? Hmm. I'm not going to let anybody off that easy. <laughs> I don't use Spotify. I use <laughs> Apple Music. All right, whatever, right? Doesn't matter. Any platform that you're using and you're listening to our music, Sorry's mine, whoever, if you really like it, go to that artist's page or, or, or find a place for them for, for, for the download. Get the mm. download because that's those funds go to the artists, or at least more mm. so, than fractions of pennies, number one. And also... Spread the love. Tell people about, you know, about sorry. Tell people about me. Tell people about your favorite artist. Help drive that track. This is grassroots at this point, right? Yeah. And then go to the show. I think that all of us right now, you know, because we haven't even, like, I'm just looking at the time. I'm like, God, I can keep on talking with you. But it's just like, we haven't even talked about what you're doing during the pandemic. We don't, ah. we haven't even gotten into this, like, area at all. But it's like, <laughs> I would assume that the people that are watching and listening right now are hopefully really looking forward to going and catching a live show again. Mm. You know, there's nothing you can't substitute that. You yeah. have a great record. I'd really, you know, that's a great live record, but I really want to see it. I want to know what you're doing on that stage. And I want to know what that guitar player is playing through and what he's doing on that stage and how this all yeah. works together. Because when you talk about working in concert and going to concerts, that word concert is a big deal. It is. You're, we can't do what we do without the crowd. And the crowd doesn't have anybody to listen to without us that are making the music yeah especially when for me as a songwriter i consider myself a storyteller right first and foremost so when i'm on stage i'm telling a story and when you have that kind of communication with an audience it's it becomes its own thing and it changes every show and I can change the meaning of a lyric by where I put an inflection or how, or how I change an expression on my face. Right. So these things are, are only achievable when you're in a room together. That's right. right. That's right. That's powerful, and man. It's magic. It's really it some is. kind of magic that happens for, for everyone. God, I... Yeah have enjoyed this conversation so much i needed this so much so much before we get away from here before we say our goodbyes yeah this is what we do here what's your top three desert island records oh my well can that is the approach oh my god <laughs> i can't i'll build a raft with it or um, it might sink to the bottom oh i'm i'm gonna get get in trouble um these are the three that like you're taking with you these are the ones that define you these are the one these are the ones so it's not about appeasing anybody it's about it's about like hey man i have three records to listen to and that's it well then i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna just gonna say like led zeppelin greatest hits <laughs> and bob dylan greatest hits i I haven't. I can't be without. Look at that. I used to carry this book on tour with me. Can you oh, what do we but got now there? I have is an it the Chronicles or what? It, what, what is it? It's oh, the, the lyrics. The full lyrics. Here it is. Yeah, if you have no idea what my family is like, my uh, my sister-in-law, my wife. Oh my God, unbelievable. Yeah. You die, Yoko. Oh my God, it's it's borderline, you know, stalkertastic, kind of freaky. <laughs> They love Bob Dylan. I'm coming so over. Much. <laughs> so much. I think Bob would probably be like, <laughs> not going there. 
had the pleasure of meeting Bob. Oh, man. Now you're killing me. All yeah. right. Yeah. But God. I wish I could tell you it was one of those moments where, you know, he turned and saw me and it like gave me this big embrace. No, it was nothing like that. Yeah. Although Paul McCartney and I were going to run away together. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were on a bill together. Can you believe it? The craziest you're thing. You're killing me right now. But... It was only in my mind that this happened. (laughs) (laughs) But I was sure. I was really sure of it. I was waiting. I was like all set. I was packing. Uh, We were doing a show in Vegas of all places. Wow. I know. Wow. And then. um, So we got Bob Dylan's greatest hits. And we got Zeppelin's greatest hits. I love Led Zeppelin. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. What's your favorite Zeppelin tune? Oh, that's hard too. It is. I. You know, I, I don't. I I know you've spoken to Papa Chubby, right? We no, did. no, I no. haven't spoken to him. No, Ted is oh. a Ted's a trip. I remember talking to uh, to uh, Albert Castilia about 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 Papa Albert, about Ted. Yeah, Albert's great. Albert's awesome. Albert's awesome. Yeah, he he really is. Well, Ted and I did a a trip. You know, this tribute, this Led Zeppelin tribute, together at, at a place in Manhattan. It's a cool venue, but they have the biggest roaches you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh my God! Yikes! <laughs> yeah, they're they're huge. They're they're scary. They really are. But um, yeah, no, I, I would I would love to. In fact, on my wish list is to to do a recording with Bob. Yeah, so. I would I would love love that. That was, makes sense to me. I hope I hope I. hope. Hope there that was you some, get that. Yeah, I hope so. There was yeah. some chatter. Throw that out of, into the universe, couple, man. A couple of years ago, when yeah. I when oh. I because I, I was playing in Bath, where he's not far far away from, and he was supposed to come down to his show, but something happened. He's also a very you know avid listener and and viewer of this. So. I'm sure he's got Robert. very good taste. <laughs> I need to. I want this to happen. Okay, what's number three? What's number three? Um. Let's see. Um. I would say. You know what? I, I'm. This is going to sound so arrogant, but I'm going to say my live album. Boom! You, you I love why? it. You know why? why? Tell me because why. Because if I'm on a desert island, that means I can't play live anymore with my band, and. I love them so much, and just having them with me. Sure, that that's would, an awesome answer. But yeah, that's such a cool answer. That would really because they're they're my my second family, you know, and and the band it, and it works because we really like each other. And you can't that's awesome. you can't fake that stuff. No, you can't. You just can't fake it. No. And like I feel like I can take chances, and if I screw up, you know. Uh, they're still going to be there. I don't. I don't have to worry. Like I turn around and they'll all be gone. <laughs> right. No. No. I hear you. you know. I hear you. I've, I've. I've got those guys myself, and I just. I love. Oh, God, yeah. we just laugh. We laugh so much. I, I really. They're the most talented guys I've ever worked with, and they're the funniest too. Yeah. And you know the English are funny anyway, uh, so. They're just really hilarious. God. So before we go, so you yeah. do a, like a like a Friday show, right? On on uh, uh, on Facebook here. I do. Yeah, it's a Friday live chat, and you know people send in questions and I answer them, or I I talk about political things, social things, whatever things. I hope people will find amusing and interesting and inspiring. And I have to tell you, when I first started, I would get such a stomach ache because I was so nervous. I, I don't get, I could go on the stage in front of 10,000 people and not sweat it at all. But right. doing this, I was <laughs> petrified. I really was. It took me, took me almost the whole year to get comfortable with it. But um, now I'm really, it was a way for me to be able to stay in touch sure. with some fans. I knew some, some of these great people were really struggling not being able to go to live live shows and so i was just trying to think of a way in my own way to stay connected and do it a little differently so that's what i came up with that's awesome (laughs) where can people find you and your music so uh, on facebook sari shore music 
and the website is sarryshore.com. And I'm in Brooklyn. Should I give you my address? <laughs> I'll be there in five minutes. I live at. <laughs> I live all alone with my uh, three pit bulls. And <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> so freaky. And so neighbors who are very sound sensitive. But they're sensitive, which I, I love. I love them for that. That's awesome. And this is why we weren't able to play some music yeah, for y'all. This, you know, just to let y'all know. But man, this interview and this this conversation has been fantastic. So I, I love it. So you got Facebook, you got a website at all? A website, yeah. Um, SarahShore.com and Twitter, SarahShore. Instagram, guess, SarahShore. Love it. So, yeah, it and the record, record company, Manhattan. Manhattan Records. Manhattan. Yep. If you guys have not checked out her music, you need to. You need to. This is one artist that I, you know, was so happy to discover recently. I haven't been able to stop listening. Aww. And it turns out that she's just a sweetheart. And I have enjoyed this so very much. Aww. So very much. I. I have a new friend. Yes, you and do. And I am so excited <laughs> because I want to do some collaborating with you. Yeah, we will. Yeah, and if you ever want to take me out to Europe, yeah, I will yeah. do my best to fit into uh, you know the, uh, the 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 luggage overhead. You know, <laughs> I, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I'm a big guy, but I'll find a way to get in there. So you have a big heart, and there's always <laughs> room for that. Ah, uh, shucky ducky now, everybody. <laughs> This this is Sari Short, and I am so happy to have her on here. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, well, there you have it. Man, she is something. She is something. I want to give a big, massive, huge thank you to my guest this week, Sari Shore. Unbelievable. Just one of those people who, who, who you just, I don't know, there's this gravity, you gravitate towards them, right? She's one of those people who I consider to be, uh, you know, kindred spirit of sorts. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know her more, listening to more of her music, and hopefully doing some collaborating and touring together. That'd be fantastic. Plus, after the whole, you know, interview was done and the tape stopped rolling, we talked so much more. She's fascinating. And I'm thinking that we might have to have her back on sooner rather than later. She's great. So go check out her music. Go visit her socials and all that good stuff. I'm also asking you guys to go check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. You guys pick your price and uh, enjoy the fruits of it. You know, uh, we got uh, exclusive merchandise and exclusive content up there. So you want to be checking that out. And uh, it helps get artists like Sari Shore on this show. So go check it out, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. Thank you guys so very much for checking out the show. We'll see you again next time. Till then, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.